That was unfortunately one of the lowlights of the Packers' 29-27 loss to the Los Angeles Rams. That was a game they could win. Joining me, of course, for Monday Morning Quarterback, Greg Matzik. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good. So what should I make of a decision by Montgomery to take that ball out of the end zone when clearly it sounds like the coach instructed them not to? Yeah, it's, it's uh, one of the things I think players appreciate this. Mike McCarthy is not going to throw his player under the bus in the press conference following a game. I get that. But I cannot imagine the coach is too pleased with what happened. Even Aaron Rodgers kind of gestured on the sidelines like, what is he doing? What's going on here? So um, it was it was a poor decision by a player who I would usually indicate as a smart player in Ty Montgomery. Um, but you, you take the play out of, or take the ball out of your Hall of Famer's hands with two minutes to go and everything looking like, hey, this could work out again. Another chapter in Aaron Rodgers' legacy. All you got to do is get in the field goal range, but you don't even have that opportunity because of a poor decision. So that was problematic. Um, I also go back to the drive before that, Steve, where the Packers uh, had a lead, 27-26, and there was uh, about seven, eight minutes left, Mm -hmm. and they went three and out. So, I mean, that was a problem, too. They couldn't protect the lead. They just couldn't finish. They started off pretty well in each half, but couldn't finish either half out, and it resulted in a loss. Greg Matzik joining me for Monday Morning Quarterback, sponsored by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. When I look at the player of the game, there's a couple of ones that stand out. One, Aaron Jones, who is now the fan favorite for uh, social media discussion. The big question, why doesn't he get more carries? He had a great game. Um, but I'm going to give mine, player of the game, to Devontae Adams. He shows up week after week. He's He's probably singularly the, the most open receiver the Packers have, and we have some pretty decent young receivers as well, but he seems to get open, seems to make the catch, so I give my player of the game to Devontae Adams. Yeah, he, he was unstoppable, I think, at times. He had five catches, but you know, early on that first quarter, it, it led to the Packers' first touchdown. It's a third and five play, and he hauls in a 47-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers. Perfect pass, and he beat an all-pro in Marcus Peters to get open. Later in the game, he, uh, he really took over on a drive that set up the Packers' final touchdown, with receptions of 15 and 20 yards. So he got it done in a variety of ways yesterday. I'm going to look at Jair Alexander, who had five pass breakups on the day as well. I thought he was impressive. Yeah, on the defensive side, he was he really showed up. And when you listen to the broadcast, it was a name they kept bringing up. So he, that's a rising star for the Packers. When I look at the, the, uh, the game, it certainly was a winnable game. You're going up against a team that's undefeated. On their home turf, although there were so many Packers fans there, Greg, it seemed like it was a home game for the Packers, just based on the cheering, so much so that the announcers mentioned it. When I look at the game, it was a winnable game. Does it bode well for the immediate future? Tough game with uh, New England coming up next week. I, maybe the spread isn't as heavy. I, I, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? It's just, you had an opportunity to win a game on the road, and I, I wouldn't say it was hostile territory, but you know, you're rested, you're coming up to buy, and you're healthy. I mean, if you're going to face the undefeated Los Angeles Rams, that's the ideal scenario to do it in. The conditions were perfect for for, uh, football. Um, It it was a little bit warm, but a passing attack, you feel like it should have been there. Guys are playing fast, and you still couldn't come away with a win. So I'm still trying to figure out, uh, out of these next four games, can the Packers win two or three? Because, you know, it's kind of a muddy NFC North at this point, but I see the Patriots, I see the Dolphins who are kind of a headache of a team. I don't think they're great, but they, it just seems to be challenging to beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a short week at Seattle, and then at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's been a little up and down as well. So, you know, two or three wins out of there would be great, but 
it, you got to start fast and you have to finish. I think that was the biggest thing I saw in yesterday's game, the inability to finish at the end of either half. Let me ask the coaching question. McCarthy, it seems like during his tenure, he looks at the regular regular season as like an extend, extension of training camp. He, he, developed, he, he has so many young players every season. It's like really you know, extension of that. Whereas you look at something like the New England Patriots, they treat every game like it's a playoff game. I don't see that same, I don't know what the word is, effort by the Packers. And, and for many years, these games, they throw away games during the regular season that eventually come back to haunt them when it comes to time to go to the playoffs, causing uh, you to not get home field advantage and some other things. Is, is there a difference between the teams when it comes to that because of the young players they have on the team? Um. I, I don't know about that. I think it, it, you know, I don't look at yesterday's game and say, boy, there was a lack of urgency. Um, I, I don't see that at all. However, if you go back to games like what we saw against Detroit and what we saw against Washington, just inexcusable beginnings to the game and trying to dig out of a, a just a ginormous hole, and the Packers weren't able to do it. So they had to sort of abandon the game plan, and then you're scrambling, and it was just a, a collection of errors in those games. And, yes, to me that points to coaching. I don't look at it yesterday and say, boy, coaching lost that game for the Packers. I don't believe that it did. I think the right instruction was given for Ty Montgomery. I think he just chose to do something on his own. Um, and I don't know that he'll hang on to that position moving forward, kicking, uh, returning kick. So, uh, but it seemed like from a defensive perspective, the Packers played fast. They had sacks on third downs on their first three drives. I think the first drive of substance for the Rams and involved a, a fake punt, for goodness sakes. And even that drive was stopped a little short. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, effort and intensity and speed, like, it, to me it felt like it was there yesterday. Uh, it doesn't mean everything was perfect. Um, there's certainly some decisions you'd like to have back. Um, but not a lot of penalties called. But the one turnover the Packers did have really killed them. Greg Matzik joining me for Monday Morning Quarterback, sponsored by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. After the break, drive of the game. Packers had a lot of great drives in this game. Could have won the game. They didn't. We'll talk about it. That's next right here in WTMJ. If it's Monday, it must be Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Greg Matzik joining me on the line, as he always does. So, let, before we get to our drive of the game, Aaron Jones is a player that is probably more enmeshed in social media love than probably any Packers recent player I can think of. What's driving that? Is it the uh, running back com- by committee philosophy that the uh, coach, Mike McCarthy, seems to have? What, what do you think is driving this, Greg? I think it's his production, his explosiveness, and the lack of involvement. Like you put it all together, and it's it's it, you have a lot of wonder in, in why he's not seeing the field more. So uh, Jones started the game for the Packers yesterday. He led the team in carries yesterday. Uh, there's still opportunity for more there. I think with Aaron Jones uh, to be on the field. I mean, look at how that game started. You want to talk about having balance against a good defense. First carry was 13 yards. His second carry was seven yards. His third carry on the same drive went for eight. He's off to a great start. And then Jamal Williams is in on the next drive, and, and he does just fine, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Jones comes back in for the third series, and then it's Ty Montgomery to, to close things out in the second quarter. Uh, you didn't see much um, of Aaron Jones at all in the second quarter. Uh, you, you can't have one of your most explosive playmakers on the bench for too long. I understand having a system where you want to get multiple backs involved. That does make sense to me. Um, and Ann Williams is certainly deserving of playing time and is a great pass blocker. Uh, good catcher, receiver out of the backfield. But Jones is a playmaker. And uh, on a team that needs as many wins as possible here down the stretch uh, as you approach and move beyond the halfway point of the season, 
you got to find opportunities for your explosive playmakers to keep the defense guessing. I don't think the defense is worried about Jamal Williams or Ty Montgomery. I think if they see 33, they have to wonder what's going to happen, and it also sets up your play action. So is McCarthy hurting the team by doing what he's doing, going with this running back by committee? I, I think it's it's time to lean a little bit more heavily on Aaron Jones, um, but he's got to be able to do everything that, you want a three-down back to be able to do, and they have to trust him immensely in pass blocking also. Uh, in that scenario where Jamal Williams is still very strong, um, I, I would lean a little bit more toward Williams as your backup. Ty Montgomery, I think, is just kind of a third-down receiver, sort of an indicator of the defense. Uh, but his opportunities in carrying the ball, I think, need to start to diminish. Um, and when you need points, you need to outscore teams. The defense a little inconsistent. I thought they were okay yesterday at times. Um, but yet a little inconsistent this season. You may just have to outscore teams, and your best offense or best defense might be your offense. And Aaron Jones, I think, deserves the bulk of the carries. I completely agree. Greg Matzik joining me on Monday Morning Quarterback. Um, my drive of the game, it has to be the, the drive, uh, the Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 40-yard touchdown pass. Aaron Rodgers gives them the lead with about uh, almost a little less than nine minutes left. Uh, great drive by the Packers. I mean, it, it shows off the incredible skill, which is not breaking news by anyone, any stretch of the imagination of Aaron Rodgers. Would have been nice to see him uh, be able to do that at the end of the game, but uh, we know what happened there. So I give my drive of the game the uh, 40-yard touchdown pass. They took the lead against the uh, the best team in football, at least you're judged by a record and probably by any measure. What's your drive of the game, Greg? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you there. I think just you know, where a team in the game was was critical. So you had back-to-back touchdown drives there for the Packers, and they erased a 10-point deficit to take a, a one-point lead. That drive you're talking about, Steve, was in the fourth quarter. It started with a 15-yard reception by Devontae Adams and a screenplay to Aaron Jones that went nowhere. I think they even lost a yard. Yep. And Adams again for 20. Um, you had a, another pass to Aaron Jones that went for one. So it wasn't full of, you know, your long, sustained drive here. It was a few pop plays that got him into the end zone. Um, but a great move off the line of scrimmage by the rookie, Valdez Scantling. I mean, he really set up his defender well, um, beat him inside. He's a long strider, so once he gets beyond you, it, it's hard to catch him. And then a perfect ball by Rodgers, and safety coverage was for naught. So where that drive came in the game was critical. Packers had a lot of quick strike drives in yesterday's game. They never really had a, a long, drawn-out drive against that Rams defense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, taking a one-point lead with 2.49 left, you, you feel like you're in pretty good shape. Um, and the Rams ultimately were able to get just enough done with their offense. Greg Matzik joining me for Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Uh, you want to weigh in, the Akin Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. Ron asked the question... Uh, He's looking at play calling. So the Packers hit a losing stretch in the coming weeks. Maybe the good news is that Coach McCarthy will be history. I don't think that's going to happen. The team needs a coach to put his foot on the gas. His play calling with seven minutes left made it difficult to win. Your thoughts, Greg? Well, I, you know, that drive with, I think it was 649 left in the game. Packers were leading by one. You know, here's an opportunity to, to kind of assert yourself on offense and maybe close that game out, put it out of reach, or really put the pressure on the Rams. Uh, to try and have to, you know, do, do something miraculous to win the game. And it turns out being an incomplete pass on first down, a four-yard run on second down. So you get a manageable third and six, and then Aaron Rodgers is sacked. So you lose yards, and then you're forced to punt. Now, at the time, it was a 25-yard punt by J.K. Scott that I thought was disastrous. I thought, oh, my gosh, did it just when you need to have a punt flip the field, mm-hmm. you hit a scud missile for 25 yards. I actually, in retrospect, Steve, thought that worked to the Packers' benefit 
the Rams could not milk clock. They ended up with a field goal, not a touchdown, and they did not uh, did not eat up a lot of clock. So I'm thinking to myself, well, this might actually work out okay. Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball back with a couple of minutes in time. So I actually thought the punt, even though it was awful, I thought it worked out to the Packers' benefit, but it was off or not with the uh, fumble by Ty Montgomery. So, but you're right, you know, up, you know, you got a one point lead, seven minutes to go. Aaron Rodgers on the field, you can't do a three and out there. What should we make of the defense? I actually, I'm going to give them some good grades. I think I was, I was pleasantly surprised that against, you know. Gurley, probably arguably the best running back in the NFL, and, and, a, and an offense that's very productive. I think they're the third highest scoring offense in the NFL. They showed up, played some really tough defense, especially in the first half. Didn't work out for them at the end, but uh, I was impressed by what this defense was able to do against a really good team. Well, they definitely keyed up on Todd Gurley. So in doing that, they stuffed the run early on. And if you look at some of the third downs the Rams had in this game, they had a third and ten, a third and nine. Another third and ten. You know, it was it was long down and distance situations on third down, which takes away play action, which is great, and uh, it, it makes the Rams a little bit more one dimensional. He had a coverage sack on that first drive of the game, uh, a sack by Blake Martinez that resulted in a ten yard loss on third and ten. The very next drive, Kenny Clark got to Jared Goff for a loss of eleven on third and nine. They were getting it done, and they slowed down Todd Gurley. And I know his final numbers look pretty impressive. I don't feel like Todd Gurley took the game over. He definitely did not set the tone early on. I thought the Packers' first-half defense was outstanding, maybe the best I've seen all season. The second half, the Rams started to do Rams things. And, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't an awful defensive performance in the second half, but certainly the team was let back in. And when you talk about finishing the half, you know, think about how the end of that first half resulted. The Packers are pitching a shutout. Their defense is propping up the offense. And then you get a ball down at the one-yard line, a safety on the next play, the Packers have to punt it to the Rams, and then they get a touchdown before the break. You know, that punt netted down at the one-yard line that resulted in a safety really turned into eight points for the Rams going into the half. The Packers' defense really, in effect, pitched a shutout up until that point. Yeah, it's funny. That's the one time you didn't want him to give it to Aaron Jones was on the half-yard line where you'd like to see Rodgers maybe roll to the right or to the left and just get him some breathing room. But that, that was a turning point in the game. Greg Matzik joining me for Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. After the break, the pack stat of the game. And uh, surprise, surprise, I'm going with defense. We'll see what Greg has. That's all next, right here in WTMJ. That was our drive of the game. Gave the Packers the lead, and uh, at that point, things were looking pretty good. Welcome to Money Money Quarterback with Greg Matzik. Greg, for my pack stat of the game, I'm going to go with a defensive player because I was impressed by what the defense was able to do against a really, really great Rams team. I'm going with Kenny Clark. Two sacks on a defense that actually... Put some pressure on the quarterback, which is not something we've seen this year. So I'm going to go with Kenny Clark. Two sacks in a very physical game by the uh, the Packers, uh, Packers line. Yeah, three sacks on the day for the Packers. Kenny Clark, Mike McCarthy called him a Pro Bowl player earlier in the week, and he certainly lived up to that. Uh, defensive line play yesterday was, was pretty strong by both teams. Aaron Donald was a force for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald can sue, made his presence known. But Kenny Clark is, is in that category. I mean, he's an impressive, uh, impressive young player and a, a Pro Bowl caliber player. Um, one good stat, one bad stat on my book. I, 5.6 yards per rush by the Packers I think is outstanding against a, a strong Rams front and I think does bode well for the future. Uh, and hopefully we do see more of that coming up and more balance with the Packers' offense. It certainly helps. Um, but the one stat that jumped off the page to me was third-down conversions, just two of nine for the Packers. That was a problem. 
a couple of three and outs, especially in the fourth quarter. You can't have that, and it, it, it seemed to always come at a bad time, and it puts the defense back on the field too soon uh, in facing a potent Rams offense. You give that offense opportunity after opportunity, they're going to cash in. So two for nine on third down was uh, was problematic to me. Greg, we were talking about uh, Montgomery's decision earlier to take it out of the end zone. There's a report by Mike Silver from NFL.com that uh, Montgomery had thrown a tantrum on the sideline after he was removed from the game. At least one player, I'm reading from the report, believe there was carryover from that incident to Montgomery's decision to disregard his coach's instruction and return the kickoff. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I don't know for sure. Now, I do know this. Ty Montgomery uh, elected not to speak with the media following yesterday's game. I think that's a bad move on his part. You have an opportunity to end it and just leave it alone, and, and now these questions will persist uh, into the week. Now, what does this mean? I mean? Let's really look at this. What are your options with Ty Montgomery? If you talk about removing a player from his duties or trading or releasing a player, you have to have a suitable replacement. I don't think Ty Montgomery gets released. My gut feeling is that he does not get traded. I still think there's value in having a third back on this team, and right now, I mean, that's it. You've got three. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was removed from kickoff return duties. That's an egregious mistake, one you cannot make in defying your coaches, and an example needs to be set. A couple of years ago in the playoffs, Michael McCarthy removed Jeremy Ross from kick return duties after a right. fumble. We never saw Jeremy Ross again. Now, the other interesting thing, I mentioned you have to have a suitable replacement. Trevor Davis is eligible to practice and come off IR. He's had a hamstring issue, and uh, he did not practice last week. He could practice this week, but he's the best, I think, the Packers have in their facility at returning kicks and was pretty good at it last year. So he might be that suitable replacement, but uh, – I'm leaning toward the end of Ty Montgomery as returning kicks. I don't think you can make a mistake like that and cost your team a game. That's Greg Matzik. It is Monday morning quarterbacks sponsored by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. We'll do it again next week.